Hello, Silverliners, and welcome back to the table. This is the Lunch Ladies News Wrap, and I'm Elizabeth Coyne, Managing Editor here at Silver Linings. I'm here with Diana Guvertz, Executive Editor. Diana, what's our special for this week? I don't know. I'm thinking some baked beans and sloppy joes. Doesn't that sound disgusting? (laughs) It does, but it's perfect for a holiday weekend that we're having here in the U.S., Yes, exactly. Maybe we'll throw some burgers and dogs into the mix. Exactly. So let's kick off with the news from this week. Um, Big event happened this week in San Francisco, uh, Google Cloud Next. And Diana, you were on the floor. Do we have any food news from the show? Well, we do have some food news from GE who came out with some... um, a partnership with Google and they're going to do customized... uh, recipes, I think, Liz. Isn't that right? Yes. It's called Flavorly AI. It's going to use generative AI to create a selection of unique recipes for consumers based on their food preferences. So, and, oh, but also and ingredients that they have available in their kitchen, which I think is pretty cool. So if you've only got a can of condensed milk, some cocoa powder, and maybe a can of tuna, do you oh. think flavorly, flavorly, flavorly AI could come up with a recipe for you? God, even if it could, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new twist on tuna casserole. Oh. Uh, yes. So let's see. I definitely want to check that out, though. I love to cook as so, and I know you do too. Um, yes. Speaking of Cloud Next, you were at the show this week. Give us an overview of what you saw there. Yeah, so I think it doesn't come as a surprise to anyone that the big headlines were around AI. Um, You know, there were specifically updates to their Vertex AI and Duet AI uh, offerings. Vertex being the platform um, so that you can build models on and all of that sort of thing. And Duet AI is really more of um, a model on steroids. Uh, you know, it, it kind of provides configuration characteristics and application logic. And basically what they've done with it is Duet AI is kind of an assistant. So um, it can work in workspace and take notes for you in meetings, or it can help you write code. So um, that was the big news there. They also had some really interesting networking news um, that kind of played to the trend around multi-cloud. The interesting thing there is that they're kind of taking a Switzerland approach. Um, They are trying to make it easier for enterprises with multi-cloud deployments to take advantage of Google Cloud's um, technology without having to migrate their data over to Google Cloud. So I think that's really interesting because one of the things we've been hearing, Liz, is that you know data ingress and egress costs um, and the whole process behind it is really, really a hassle for large enterprises. So I think that's something to keep an eye on for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the other interesting tidbits from uh, their announcement with, uh, I think it was the Duet AI. Um, when I, I was on the press briefing and um, talked, they oh, they were talking about that. I think it's Duet AI can attend a meeting for you and take notes. Um, and then one of the reporters asked, "What would happen if everybody ditched the meeting and sent Duet AI <laughs> instead? What would happen if you just had all these Duet AIs attending the meeting?" Oh, you know, yeah, and I think the the response there was that they 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 really see it more as a, a tool rather than a replacement for humans, right? The, yes. the whole point is that um, 
work won't get done if it's all assistance on the call, if that makes sense. So they're there <laughs> exactly. to to help, not to to be your brain for you. <laughs> and if we get to a point when they take over, the AI takes over and goes to the meetings for us, we are in big trouble. Yeah, that's true. So, all right, let's talk about what else happened this week. Uh, big news out of Siena. Uh, you know, they are like a shining light compared to other news from vendors. Uh, the earnings reports from vendors, Nokia and Ericsson, everybody knows that they weren't good this year or this quarter. But Siena, Q3 revenue at $1.07 billion with a 40% increase from hyperscalers this fiscal year. Their fiscal year ends at the end of October. So they're on a little bit of a different cycle, not um, lined up with a calendar year. But I talked with Gary Smith, uh, CEO of Siena, and he said that the quarter's success was based on the fact that the company was able to deliver on its backlog. Um, and they had apparently one of the largest backlogs in the industry. He said they have way more backlog than any of our competitors in the space. Um, and he said it's really a testament to the competitive advantage that the company has and uh, turning that backlog into revenue and its massive amounts of market share that they're taking on. Um, he said that you know they're really standing out because none of their competitors are growing at 20% revenue growth. Um, so that was a really exciting announcement this week. I think some good news that the industry really needed. Um, what else happened this week for you, Diana? I know you were in uh, San Francisco. What other <laughs> things stood out? Who else did you talk to outside of the Google executives? So I, I actually had some interesting one-to-ones with um, Google's new telecom chief um, and also uh, Wayfair. So I spoke with um, Wayfair's cloud guru. Um, he also previously served as CTO at two different companies. Um, his name is Matt Ferrari. He's. We had a really interesting conversation and there's so much information that he shared with me um, that I'll have to use it across several different stories. But one that I'm working on right now is about how generative AI might change the software development process. Um, so right now, the majority of uh, software developers focus is on, you know, generating code, making sure they have the right colors and images and features on a page. And with generative AI to help with that, they can change their focus from the what, the what needs to be on the page to the why, the, the why is it on the page? Why does this matter for the customer? And he said, that's, that's a radical shift that will not only help with um, generating more revenue for the companies, but it can also lead to pricing changes for customers as things can get done better and cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for those of you that don't know Wayfair, uh, that's the company that sells a lot of you know furniture, and and their app is really interactive. So it it's pretty fascinating to kind of hear a little bit of behind the scenes of how their tech works. Yeah, and the thing is, is you would think a retail company would be like, well, why are we talking to them about cloud? But the thing is. They have, he told me, something like a little bit over 6,000 applications that they just migrated to the cloud. Um, And so far, they've refactored about half of those to be cloud native. So they've been working on this a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, And they do have some expertise. So I think it's worth paying attention to. Yeah. So that story will go live next week on Silver Linings. Um, First story with the interview with Matt Ferrari. So definitely 
check that out next week. Other news this week on Cisco and Nutanix partnership um, set up to challenge Red Hat and VMware. You know, I really think that uh, vendors are starting to look ahead to what's going to happen once VMware Broadcom um, acquisition is complete. I think it's supposed to be sometime in October. Um, So you can already see the industry starting to line up, you know, their, I guess, counteroffensives, if you will, against Broadcom. So check that out. Uh, Dan Jones wrote about that for us. Um, and then, I guess, last but not least, some uh, look ahead at what's coming next week on Silver Linings. Like I said, we've got Diana's story with Matt Ferrari. We've also got... Uh, Probably interviews from the one-on-ones I did with Google executives. Those will be coming down the pipeline. Exactly. Um, and we've got... Yeah, and we've got a really interesting story about technical debt and AI that you you wrote about. So definitely interested in um, in hearing about that. We've also got our top stories coming from August. So definitely check that one out. I can't believe it's September 1st, Diana. So what do we say? Let's kick off September with a great piece of dessert from yourself. <laughs> So yeah, so this comes from uh, my trip to Google Cloud Next. This is a recent piece of dessert, my friends. So it is fresh and equally embarrassing to the story I told last week. Um, I was in the press lounge at Google Cloud Next and I was just kind of sitting there. And if you've never been in a press lounge, you guys, it you could hear a pin drop. It's silent. Everybody's working. Uh, and I had some time in between meetings, so I decided to... Um, have a look at a video on my phone and I press play, not realizing that my phone was at full volume and it was a cat video, you guys. And it was a cat video of a cat yowling. And so <laughs> the press room was lit up with this horrible <laughs> and everybody turned and looked at me and I had to explain the Sorry, sorry. I'm just over here watching cat videos. <laughs> I know you did a lot of work from that show. So you weren't just sitting around watching cat videos in the press room. You were hammering out stories. Um, It just happened, you know, you just happened to be taking a break and watching a cat video. So yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, um, I guess that's it, Silver Liners. So stay tuned for some great content on our site next week. And don't forget, we have our Telco Core Strategy Summit on September 18th. That's a virtual event. You can register for that for free on our site. We're also getting ready to roll out our Cloud Innovation Awards. And we're about to launch our exciting in-person event scheduled for December, December 6th to 7th. It's a Cloud Executive Summit in Sonoma, California. So you can... Find out more information for that on our website. And Diana, over to you for our show credits. That's all for now, guys. We'll see you next week. See you next week on The Lunch Ladies. This podcast is written and hosted by Elizabeth Coyne and Diana Gouverts. It is edited and produced by Matt Riffman. Thanks for joining us, guys.